Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week we talk about real life issues that you're facing and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Rachel was the most popular girl in school. She was beautiful. She had a massive friend group. She had the most popular guy swooning over her. She just was perfect, or so it seemed. One thing about popular people that you might have noticed is that usually the popular teens in school aren't usually the most liked teens in school. They're actually quite the opposite. They're very much disliked, and a lot of people are afraid of them. That was also Rachel. Rachel made it her job in her life to make my life miserable. Oh my goodness. I had to ride the bus with her because we lived close to each other out in the middle of nowhere. And so we had to ride the bus into school every day. And Rachel just loved to pick on me. She loved to call me names. She loved to make fun of me in front of everybody else and have everybody laughing at me. That was like her life goal at that time. Very sad. But the worst part came when it came to a rumor that she started saying that I was spreading a rumor about dating the most popular guy in school. And if I can be honest about this guy, I actually didn't even care for him. I didn't like him at all. He was very egotistical. He was very prideful. He thought he ran the world. But she thought it would be hilarious to start a rumor saying that I started a rumor saying that him and I were dating. It's so bad. I didn't even know that this rumor had even gone on until I walked into my classroom. I was in sixth grade at the time. I sat down at my desk and here comes CJ. He walks up to me like really fast and he's furious. And I'm like, okay, what in the world is going on? And CJ looks at me and he says, how can you say something like I am dating you? Why would I ever date someone like you? And he basically yelled at me in front of everybody, let me know how much of a nobody I was and how I should never have ever spread a rumor like that because I was a nobody and he was somebody. And it made me furious. I was so mad and I was humiliated. I just got yelled at in front of my all my classmates. And so I was mad and I was humiliated. So as you can tell by the story that I was not one of the popular kids. And honestly, I never really cared to be. See, Rachel, she seemed to have it all together, right? She seemed to have this perfect life. She had all these friends. She had the most popular guys in the school liking her. But something happened. And honestly, I don't even know the whole story behind what happened to Rachel. 
But something happened and Rachel had to move and she had to leave behind all of her horses. She had to leave behind all of her friends. She had to leave behind her popularity and who she had built herself up to be. And she had to move to a completely different town. A couple years later, I saw Rachel and Rachel was not the Rachel that I knew. She was very shy. She was very insecure. Didn't really look like she took care of herself much anymore. And so I don't know what happened. I don't know her story. I didn't get to talk to her at the time. I kind of just saw her from a distance. I wish now that I could go back to that time and just encourage her. But at that time, I was not a Christian when I saw her. So I didn't know Jesus. But it just kind of broke my heart to see that there must have been some kind of mask that she had put on to create this facade of having the most perfect life to now fast forward a couple years and something happened. And now she's completely broken. I don't know where she is today. I don't even know how I would find her today to encourage her. But I just can only pray that she met Jesus like I did. You know, popularity is one of those things. We all want to fit in. We all want to belong. We all want friends. We don't want to feel like we're outsiders. And so we look at these popular kids and we're like, I want to be like you. I wish I had it all together like you. I wish I had all those friends like you. But honestly, I don't know if you've ever noticed this about the popular teens around you, but they're not very well liked. And I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier. Actually, it's quite the opposite. This is where the term mean girls got its title, right? It's from these popular girls. And I would even venture to say, even with Rachel, the friends that were hanging around her probably didn't really like her, but they probably feared her. They probably were afraid that if she turned her back on them, it wasn't going to end well for them. And that's probably why those friends didn't stay friends with her when she moved away. It's very sad to think about, but a lot of times these popular girls, these quote unquote mean girls, they are hurting on the inside and they feel like if they can make somebody feel bad too and see how much they're hurting, then maybe their life isn't so bad. And ladies, that breaks my heart because we all have inside of us a God-shaped hole that only he can fill. And so we take things like popularity or wanting to fit in or wanting to belong, and we take those and we try to fill that void. And that void can only be filled with Jesus. But once those things are gone, that void is still there. And then you feel lost, you feel alone, you feel broken, and you don't know how to fix it. They went back and did some research studies and found that these teens... They were the ones who became addicted to drugs and alcohol. And honestly, if I'm honest with you guys, I went back and I looked and I was like, just curious. So I went back and I looked at some of the most popular kids that were in my school and I saw how their lives were today. And it just breaks my heart. Most of them are caught up in the partying lifestyle. They're trying to still fill that void. But popularity does not fill that void. The only one who fills that void is Jesus Christ. And so we think about these things and we wonder, what makes being popular so enticing? Is it because of the massive friend group that they have? Is it because everyone around them seems to adore them and their life seems perfect? That I want you to think about the most popular people that are in your school or maybe in your youth ministry or wherever you're at. Think about the most popular people. 
and really stop to think about their life. Do they really have it all together? Are they really as happy as they seem to be? If they were left by themselves with no friends, would that void on the inside be full? You know, I know that there are some girls listening to this episode right now, and maybe you've tried the popularity thing. Maybe it was enticing to you. It looks like a lot of fun. They got to go out on the weekends and party with their friends and they're always laughing and joking and and they get to do all these things that maybe your parents have told you that aren't good for you. And you're like, oh, but it's so fun. But let me tell you, it may be fun for a season, but that season has an end and that void is still there. And it fills, when you filled it up with all of these things, When that void comes back, it will come back stronger because you've tried and nothing has worked. And I know, I know personally, I was that person. You know, I didn't party. I didn't do all those kinds of things. But when I was in middle school and high school, before I met Jesus, I tried to find love in all of the wrong places. And when I found Jesus, I had been completely broken on the inside. Everything about me was completely broken. And when it was the day I found Jesus and accepted him into my life, that that void was finally gone. We can fill it with all these things. We can fill it with popularity, with friends, with a status or whatever it may be, with name brand clothes. But the only one who can really fill that void is Jesus. When we focus on popularity, we're focusing on ourselves. We're building our pride and our ego. And that pride, it makes us feel important. And other people see us as important, but that importance, that popularity, it's deceptive. God's word in Proverbs 12, 18 says that pride comes before destruction. And I was telling you about some of the kids in my class, that pride, that ego, that filling of that void with all of these things that was about themselves. They were left with that void still. So how do we overcome that struggle of wanting to be popular? First, and I know I talk about this so much throughout my episodes, but first is you have to know who it is that you are, who it is that God created you to be, who it is that God says that you are. God is the creator of the universe. He is your creator. He created you so amazingly and so unique, and he knows you better than you even know yourself. So when you understand who it is that he says that you are, You don't need that popularity because you're accepted by the best. You're accepted by God. He chose you to be his daughter. He says that you're beautiful. He says that you're valuable. He says that he loves you beyond measure. That's our God. And that's how he thinks towards you. You are so special to him. Galatians 1.10 says, I'm obviously not trying to flatter you or water down my message to be popular with men. But my supreme passion is to please God. For if all I attempt to do is please people, I would fail to be a true servant of Christ. When you get your worth and your value from God, you won't feel the need to get your worth from people. See, Paul, back before he met Jesus, he was a Christian killer. He actually enjoyed killing Christians and taking them away from the word of God. He was like, he was there at the stoning of Stephen. And actually Stephen was killed for preaching the gospel. 
Paul was there during this time. And so that was what he loved to do. He's like, oh, this is awesome. He loved being popular. But when he found Jesus, his whole life changed. And he said, you know what? I don't care about being popular. I just want God. And I want these people who are hurting, these people who have this void in their life, I want them to know God too. Because ladies, when we get our worth from God, it changes everything. When we compromise who we are to become somebody that we're not, I will tell you, it is the hardest person to be. The hardest person to be is somebody that you're not. The most miserable person to be is somebody that you're not. Now, I've shared this story a couple of times, but in school, I was so insecure. I was so shy and I was like so excited. I finally got to my senior year of high school. I'm getting ready to go into college. And I'm like, you know what? When I go to college, I am going to walk in that school and nobody's going to know me. And so I'm going to pretend to be somebody that I'm not. I can change who I am because nobody knows me. And so I'm like, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk into the school and I'm going to be this bubbly personality. And I'm going to go and introduce myself to every single person I know. <laughs> I don't know how I talked myself into this because that is not my personality. I'm a, I love people. I love to talk to people. I am not the center of attention type person. And so I went into the school and I actually did this. I actually walked in. I met everybody in that room. I was like, I had it down. Like I was like pretending really, really well. But when I got home that night, I was so miserable. Oh my goodness. I was like, oh, this is so exhausting. I can't keep doing this. So it lasted all of one day and I never did it again, <laughs> but it was miserable. Like I said, the worst person that you can be, the hardest person that you can be, the most miserable person that you can be is somebody that God did not create you to be. Now, I'm not saying that I did not have character flaws. I did. I was very insecure and I had some things I had to work on. I had to become confident in who God created me to be, who God said that I was, and that really helped. And now I'm very outgoing and I'm still introverted. I love my quiet time. God is the only one who truly knows you. Therefore, instead of trying to be somebody that you're not, see who it is that God says that you are, who he called you to be, and begin to believe that over your life. Living for Jesus is not going to make you popular with the world. But let me tell you, you may not live a popular life following Jesus. But when you step into who it is that God called you to be, you'll have friends. You may not have a hundred friends all around you, but the quality of your friendships are going to be so much better. Let me tell you, it is way better to have three or four or sometimes even just one or two really good quality friends who love Jesus than it is to have 20 people surrounding you who don't. And when you live a life following Jesus, I'm telling you, it's going to be the most amazing, most fulfilled life that you could ever imagine. And people will be drawn to you. They'll be drawn to you because of the Jesus that's in you. It's not popularity like the world says, but it's so different and it's so amazing. You know, like Acts 4.13, our verse for Uncommon Teen, this is where Uncommon Teen came from. You know, it says, Peter and John the crowd marveled at them when they saw them preaching the gospel because they were like, these guys don't know anything. They're not even really smart. They didn't even go to school. But they saw 
that there was a change inside of them because they'd been with Jesus. And this crowd marveled at them and they wanted what they had to offer, which was Jesus, because they had a relationship with Jesus. And that's what God says. You will draw people to you who need Jesus because they'll say, hey, what's different about you? You know, everybody else, you know, they complain about everything. They're so miserable. They pretend like they're happy. They have masks on. But you, you're real. You're genuine. You're authentic. What's different about you? You get to share the love of Jesus with them. All right, ladies, I hope that this episode helped you. And if you need to know who it is that God says that you are, there's a series of episodes called Who Am I? I encourage you go back and listen to those episodes because they will talk all about who it is that God says that you are. All right, ladies, as we say every single week, I want you to repeat after me, but really, truly mean it from your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I hope that it really helped you. If you have not yet, please go ahead and subscribe to the Uncommon Team Podcast. Share it with a friend of yours. Let them know that there is hope. All right, ladies, I hope that you have a great week and we will see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know just how much God really does love you. Now, I want you to repeat after me and I want you to mean it with all your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, so I have a question for you. What does your summer look like? What is one thing that you are going to do this summer that is going to change your life forever? What are you going to do this summer to help you make friends who love Jesus that will help you grow in your walk with God all while having a blast? If your answer is, well, (laughs) not really a whole lot. Well, I have something just for you that will help you do all of those things. Are you interested? What if you did something this summer that could change your life forever? Ladies, I want to invite you to join me for Uncommon Teen Live 2024 because you are going to do just that. You are going to meet your new besties. You're going to have a blast and grow in your walk with God. So grab your parents, head on over to UncommonTeen.com and grab your tickets today.